Good morning, guys. Welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name is Jody Cedric. I'm your host, and every Monday we explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, and yes, the successes and sometimes the failures of being a dad. And today I thought we'd explore some of the things that Judy and I did to prepare ourselves for adopting our children. So we're going to get into that right after this message from the Speak Fire family because you know we're powered by Speak Fire. Ignite the fire within you every week with the Speak Fire family. We have amassed an incredible lineup of motivational speakers, professionals, authors who are invested in helping you get the most out of your life. Leaders, check out Michael Gingrass with Leadership Fire. Students, check out Bobby Berg with Student Fire. You young men, check out Sean B with Young Fire. You ladies that are looking to be the very best, check out Aisha Thomas with Internal Fire and Cornelius Dunlap with Champion Fire, taking the lessons learned from being an MVP athlete to the next level in your life. And of course, check out me, Jody Cedric, with Father's Fire, where we explore the joys and the challenges of fatherhood. Join us every Monday, 4 a.m., right here with the Speak Fire family. All right, guys, so how do you even begin to prepare your heart, your home, your family for bringing kids into your house? And straight up, (laughs) we didn't know what we were doing. We just, we had our four kids and life was great. And all of a sudden, we had decided that we were going to adopt uh, two beautiful children from Haiti. And... um, The biggest thing I think that we were most surprised about was how long the process took. And actually, we were actually in the first of four government agencies, and we could not get out of that first one um, while we were waiting to adopt. And uh, the only reason why we got out of the first one was because the earthquake in Haiti hit 10 years ago, and that opened the door for our kids to come over um, to, you know, in, in an emergency humanitarian parole status. And so, yeah, and so we had like two and a half years just in phase one of preparation. So how do you prepare for kind of the unknown? Because that's really what we were doing. We were preparing not only for two kids that we didn't know, but we were also preparing for a process that we didn't know. And the process was taking far longer than we ever hoped. And so, you know, while we um, looked forward to it and um, we tried to prepare our kids' hearts and talk to them about it, we did two things that I think really helped. And one of which... I've often thought about whether or not it really was a benefit or a detriment. And that one was the adoption agency that we were going through allowed you to take parent trips to Haiti so that you could spend a week with your kids. Um, And so we ended up doing one of these. Judy and I took a trip down to Port-au-Prince, Haiti, 
We stayed in a hotel, which was a hotel compound. I mean, literally, it had a wall around it with razor wire. Um, we could not leave the hotel without a bodyguard, and the bodyguard wasn't much bigger than me. The, the only real advantage I think he had was that he could speak the language and he was a native, which is a huge advantage. But still, you know, you got this white guy, blonde hair, coming t- to to Haiti, and there's, um, you know, a uh, kidnapping risk that they were trying to protect. And I, so I was very, very appreciative of and so we would drive up to the orphanage. Uh, we would get our daughter. She came and spent the entire week with us at this hotel that had a pool and a restaurant. And basically, we lived in this hotel for a week. And that was great. I mean, we had a great time. Um, our daughter, Cynthia, who, when she came to the States, wanted to change her name, so she became Jessica. But at that time, her name was Cynthia. And so, we just had a fun time. I mean, she was really, really tiny. We bought her a bathing suit, and and um, we would swim together. We'd play games. The challenge is she spoke Haitian Creole, and we spoke English. So it was a really challenging time to try to communicate. Um, so, And that leads me to number two, but let's stay there for a sec. So that whole week, we spent time, and at the end of the day, you know, we would come back into the hotel, and Jessica would just fall asleep in my arms as I was holding her, and uh, it was just great. I mean, there was, you know, at least there was a connection. I wouldn't say there was bonding, but there was a connection. There was laying that foundation to get those things, uh, get a foundation to get a relationship uh, blossoming and growing. So, and I think that was a really thing, a really important thing because I think, you know, you have a tendency to believe that, oh, I'm going to go and I'm just going to connect and there's going to be this magical bond. But in my experience, those bonds are developed and built over time and experience and um, challenges and building trust through those experiences and challenges. Um, And so we had a phenomenal week. It was great. But the week comes to an end. And all of a sudden you have to take this little girl and you have to take her back to to the orphanage and drop her off and then go get on a plane. And I'm going, this, this sucks. This, this, no, this isn't good. You know, and so I've always thought, now is is and was that experience good for Jessica? And I actually asked her about it, and she she didn't really remember. She remembered me coming and being with her, but he, she didn't really remember me leaving. But I remember it, and and I've always wondered, you know, if that time is really a good time to go spend that week, or is it detrimental? And I've kind of come to the conclusion that. It is good because you're at least making an introduction instead of, you know, one day all of a sudden the kid's on a plane and he drops in at your house and it has never had any exposure to you. Um, because that's kind of what happened to Ashton. The earthquake hit and they said, uh, be here in a week in Miami, pick up your kids and take them home. Well, Ashton, they put, on, put him on a plane 
and he came to our house and one of my most one of the most impressive pictures in my mind actually is us flying from Miami landing in Boise and Ashton is looking out the window at Idaho and I could see in his face he's like where am I going who am I going with and is this going to be good for me and there was some some trepidation there was concern there was hope um, and I just that that experience just really really stuck in in my head and so I, while I think the experiences to do that is, is a good thing to do I just think that you need to recognize that you're gonna have to leave that kid and you need to be emotionally prepared and I don't know how much you can really emotionally prepare yourself for that, but it is a process. And it, you know, getting on the plane was a pretty empty feeling as we were going home. But it also was hopeful in that we'd met our daughter and we were now looking forward to her. And it also made the waiting game that we were going through with the agency a little frustrating because we didn't know when she was coming home. The other thing that I did that really, really helped our, our family, and I'm not saying you should do this, but it was right for our family, was I actually taught myself Haitian Creole in preparation for them to come to our house because I recognized that they weren't in a school system where they were learning English or anything like that, and they were going to come with... A huge language barrier and so I wanted to have enough in place to have a bridge where we could communicate and so I did everything I could for those two years to teach myself Haitian Creole and thank God I did because when they came we needed that bridge there were some medical situations where while I didn't have all of the words I had enough to kind of explain to them what was happening and why it was happening and I think it also built not only a communication bridge, but it also built a trust bridge that, hey, this guy has taken the time and invested in trying to create an avenue for us to have a good experience coming into this home. And so I think that's really the key. You need to put into place the things that are right for your family that will enable you to create that bond um, that will create that avenue for building trust, love, kinship, and it really, really is a process. I mean, I cannot tell you, you know, what kind of challenges await you, but it is not going to be all ponies and fairy tales and unicorns and bliss. It's going to be challenging, and it's going to require you to dig deep, your family to dig deep, because not only are your adopted kids affected, but your, your um, natural born kids are affected and it is a growing experience for the entire family. So if you guys have questions or comments, um, your experiences, please give me a shout at contact at speakfire.com or fathersfire at gmail.com and I'm sure we're gonna have more exploration of my experience adoption adopting because it's it's been such a key part of our family um and i just want you guys to know that it is 
a beautiful experience. It's a hard experience, but it is a beautiful experience and it's well worth it. So thank you guys for joining me. We will check you next Monday on Father's Fire.